0: This podcast is brought to you by Recontract, the leading software to automate your reconditioning process. From vehicles to people to parts, Recontract streamlines every touch point in your recon process. Visit recontract.com slash AN to learn more. That's R-E-C-O-N-T-R-A-C dot com slash AN.
1: Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I'm
2: Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, deep job cuts at an online retailer, more EVs are meeting the needs of new vehicle buyers, and Jose Munoz adds yet another role at Hyundai. Plus, we'll hear about how a Manhattan auto dealer crafted a plan to be profitable despite sky-high real estate prices.
0: The dealerships are on the fourth floor uh, of a multi-use building. Uh, on West Side Avenue in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood in Manhattan. The service department is on the
2: third floor. Used cars are on the roof. (laughs) And and the new cars are in New Jersey. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry.
1: Shift Technologies, the online used vehicle retailer, said it reduced headcount by about 30% as revenue tumbled. CEO Jeff Clements on an earnings call Tuesday said the majority of reduction stemmed from the company's move to a decentralized sales organization in February. Corporate roles were also reduced, though he didn't give an exact number. It's been a rough market for online used vehicle retailers, and Shift is no exception. Its revenues plunged 67% to $65.6 million in the fiscal fourth quarter, while operating losses widened to $60.7 million. That's a negative 93% operating margin. The company did post a net profit for the quarter of $13 million, thanks to a one-time gain of almost $77 million from the acquisition of used vehicle consignment company CarLots.
2: Clements said the company's right-sizing is, quote, largely behind us. About half of new car buyers in the U.S. could find an electric vehicle at the price and size they want and from their favorite brand by the end of this year. That's the latest assessment from J.D. Power. Which tracks price and availability trends through its monthly eVision intelligence report. Most automakers entered the EV market with high end models, but increasing vehicle supply and variety and generous incentives are making EVs more affordable for mass market consumers. EV prices have been coming down about three times as fast as those of gasoline powered vehicles. JD Power said that at the start of the year, Consumers faced a 31% price premium to buy an EV. Now that gap is down to 24%.
1: One of those new entries giving consumers more choice will be Kia's EV9. The newly unveiled three row crossover will be able to go 336 miles per charge for the long range rear wheel drive version. That's according to the worldwide harmonized light vehicle test procedure, which is considered more generous than US EPA calculations. The Korean brand is planning to offer features that can be downloaded over the air as a one-time purchase or on a subscription basis, such as Remote Smart Parking Assist 2.0, an acceleration boost function, or new digital grill lighting patterns. It can also be equipped for level three automated driving in certain markets, which it didn't specify, Pre-orders begin in South Korea in the second quarter. The EV9 will reach North America, Europe, and other markets in the second half of the year. It is slated to be on display at the New York Auto Show next week. Kia CEO Ho Sung Song said he considers the EV9 the brand's new flagship.
2: And finally, a little personnel news at Kia's sibling company. Hyundai Global Chief Operating Officer Jose Munoz has now been elected to the company's board of directors. Munoz is also CEO of Hyundai and Genesis Motor North America and Hyundai Motor America. A native of Spain and veteran executive who spent 15 years at Nissan, Munoz joined Hyundai in 2019 and helped the company boost its position in the critical U.S. market during the pandemic disruption and industry-wide supply chain problems that followed. North America is now the brand's largest market. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, J.D. Power's latest assessment says EV prices have been coming down quick. But do you think that matters with these high interest rates? The high interest rates definitely blunt
1: the effects of the prices coming down. But I think for a lot of folks, it's maybe more about the gap between the EVs and the gas burning vehicles. Everyone's facing these higher prices, and gosh, we've just seen such a challenge for affordability across the board. It's good to see prices coming down a little this year. Some of that's probably just seasonal, uh, but the EV is getting more variety, getting some cheaper vehicles out there like the Bolts that are now priced under $30,000, even before any state or federal incentives. So there's starting to be some, some better affordability
2: and more options for shoppers. Coming up, how a Manhattan auto dealer coped with sky-high real estate costs by taking his stores upstairs and keeping his inventory in another state. We'll talk about it next on Daily Drive.
0: Across the Hendrick Automotive Group, each store had a different reconditioning process. They started looking for a solution that would help them standardize their processes, give them actionable information, and ultimately drive efficiency. Knowing they needed to bring together all pieces of their operation to cut cycle times down to their goal of three days, they chose recon track. Chris Little, vice president of variable operations, explains why having the tools to measure your recon process gives you what you need to manage it more effectively.
2: Everyone knows speed uh, to the front line uh, equates to more turns, which helps the overall company do better in terms of parts service and inventory bias. And so, uh, when you can really take the time to measure and manage that uh, and perfect that, uh, you're going to increase your turns you're going to increase your gross profit and you're really just going to increase the amount of used cars you can sell uh, because you're getting them out on the front line welcome
1: back to daily drive i'm jamie butters with kellen walker urban environments are full of potential customers but they're expensive and the big crowds make it hard to move cars around or even store them so how did bram auto group manage to build new toyota and lexus stores in manhattan Here's how automotive news reporter Larry Veliquette described it. The used cars are on the roof, the new cars are in New Jersey, and the more than 200 vehicles in line for service on any given day are stacked three high and three deep on racks like a kid's giant matchbox set. And that's not all. I caught up with Larry on assignment in California to ask him about the stores in New York. Here's our conversation. Larry Veliquette, welcome back to Daily Drive.
0: Thank you, Jamie. It's wonderful to be here from Southern California.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little nicer than Detroit uh, or uh, Southern Michigan, as you usually are in.
0: Yeah.
1: Speaking of geography, you have a story out today about an interesting dealership, an interesting real estate strategy. Most stores are kind of you know, sprawling, kind of you know, ranch style, surrounded by a big lot full of cars and trucks. But that, uh, that kind of layout wouldn't really work very well in, say, Manhattan.
0: No, that's that's exactly right. What we did was we visited two new dealerships that opened in late 2021. This is Lexus of Manhattan and Toyota of Manhattan. What's interesting, a lot of dealers, and especially in urban areas, they have to jump through a lot of hoops in order to make their dealerships work. Right? These dealerships, in order to make them work, they had to pull out all the stops. They had to do. I called it a a monument to creativity, right? Mm. What they've had to do to make these dealerships work. Yeah. But it's really stunning. These are right on, the dealerships are on the fourth floor uh, of a multi-use building uh, on West Side Avenue in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood in Manhattan. The service department is on the third floor. Used cars are on the roof. (laughs) And and the new cars are in New Jersey.
1: They're in New Jersey. Yeah, They're in New Jersey, Yeah. (laughs) So the inventory is across the river. Uh, How does the sales process work?
0: So this is what's really cool. When a customer comes in, they peruse the new vehicle inventory, much like we would do buying a used car, right? Uh, And that means the dealership has to uh, take every new vehicle that they get in inventory and they photograph it all over like like they would retail a used car, right? Shoot every seat, every angle. Uh, they have a photo booth that that they uh, run right at their storage yard for every new vehicle that comes in, and they also prep every new vehicle that comes in. As soon as it gets off the truck, they don't wait. And subsequently, what happens is customer will go through this inventory, select a vehicle, and while after they select it and while they're going through F and I, that car is driven in from North Bergen, New Jersey. It's about 6.1 miles across the river.
1: Not very far, the, but uh, nope. you know that can be a timely drive at certain times a day. Uh, not, not always does traffic flow super uh, smoothly through those 6.1 miles.
0: Yeah. Unlike the Midwest where we measure distance in hours, uh, <laughs> uh, the 6.1 miles uh, can take as, as little as 15 minutes or as long as an hour and a half, depending on the traffic. An hour and a half to go 6.1 miles is, is not something we're familiar with. Not a pleasant drive area. at all. No, yeah. but uh, they try to avoid those those times a day uh, if they can to do a spot delivery. But they drive the vehicles in through the Lincoln Tunnel and down West Side Avenue and right to the dealership and up to the fourth floor where they're delivering.
1: You know, until that delivery part, I mean, the sales process almost sounds like at a Tesla gallery store kind of thing. You know, hey, come on in, we'll help you shop online. Which is kind of quirky, uh, but Toyota has been working a lot toward more online sales, uh, maybe not necessarily uh, retailer assisted, but uh, making it a lot easier for people to do more of their shopping online.
0: Right. And these two stores uh, do use uh, Toyota's smart path system and uh, it's called Monogram at Lexus. And they integrate those sales processes right, in, right into their operations, and they work really well. That's how they retail all their stuff. The, the pricing is all transparent. It's all right there. There's not a lot of negotiation that happens. It just, that's the deal.
1: Yeah. So the retail is interesting, but uh, this store also has a pretty interesting, uh, pretty serious service department too, doesn't it?
0: It does. Uh, it has uh, 52 bays that it runs on the third floor of this building, right? Uh, th- this was the cleanest service department I, I think I've ever been in. It was, it was pretty special. And it had by far the best views, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looking out over had- the Hudson River. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was funny. John Iacano, the owner, co-president of Bram Auto Group, which owns these two dealerships, told me that when they were doing the construction, they had opened this area up along the wall to get some equipment in and to have the service elevator get off there. And they said when they were pulling the, they were going to brick it up. The the contractor was going to brick it up. And they decided that they liked the natural light so much, they just left them all open. So the service department has spectacular views uh, overlooking the Hudson.
1: Aside from the corner office level views it's also nice in that I mean they you said the service techs you know they, they are members of a union they own their own tools but they've also tried to make it feel you know more like a, a real company unit or you know not just that they're independent you know folks coming in and doing a job
0: right yeah they do really interesting things with their service techs they're members of the UAW the technicians are they're all represented John when he built this he built in toolboxes. Which actually caused a little bit of a of a problem initially because these guys wanted to bring in their own toolboxes and he said no no these these are all here <laughs> you know please use them <laughs> keep yours do it use it at home whatever you know bring your own tools but the toolboxes are all there they're all matching every bay is just spotless and there's a hundred and sixty nine thousand square feet of tile uh, on the floor you know between the two floors the other interesting thing about the service operation is that how they park their cars, right? You're you're up on the third floor. You can't exactly just have them hanging out the window uh, waiting to get serviced. So between the interior facades of these two dealerships, the customer comes in, there's a uh, greeter right there. And if they're going to service, uh, the car gets pulled in and it's put on one of 73 high stackers, right? Like a,
1: like a, some people have those uh, car elevators in their personal garage that they might be able to fit two or three cars on right. top of each other. This is like 70 of those.
0: There's 70 of, there's exactly what it is. 70 of those left, you know, on the left and right, they pull in and they do this dance. They move cars all day long in and out of this thing. Every customer that comes in, uh, if they're in for to shop, their car gets parked in there along with all the cars that are awaiting service. John did tell me that Uh, One of the issues that they've had, and again, they've been open for about, what, a year and a half now. One of the issues that they have is that people come in, drop their car off for service, and they may not pick it up for a while. (laughs) Right. Because it's got to be the cheapest parking in Manhattan, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cheapest for them, yeah. (laughs) The cheapest for them, yeah. Not so much for John. So, John Iacono also told you, you know, that to make this investment work on, I mean, it's such expensive real estate. To make this kind of investment work, it really had to be a mixed-use development. What else is on this property or planned for that space?
0: Right. They own an entire city block, this building is. The dealership occupies a good chunk of it on the third and fourth floor. There's a large uh, pre-existing FedEx sorting facility on the ground floor, and there's also a large... Private right now, a large uh, private uh, event space called the Glass House, like for weddings, or when we were there, there was a uh, uh, Ernst and Young Investor Day going on. It holds 2,000 people, big open room. And then, you know, like I said, there's the used cars are on the roof. But what will happen, what John says, what they've planned, and it's already been approved, they've got all the, the approvals, they're waiting for the market to recover a little bit in New York City housing. But they have approvals for 35 floors of private residences above these two dealerships. Let me, I want to point out something interesting here. And I I talked to John about this and it's not in the story, but their plan when this occurs is that they will have a ready audience there for a subscription service, for a subscription transportation service, right? You need a car, you come down to the dealership, you take something out.
1: Well, do they have to wait 15 minutes for it to be brought over? 15 minutes to an hour and a half for it to be brought <laughs> over from New Jersey?
0: No, I, I think they'll probably pull something off the used used car lot oh, okay. <laughs> that's there if need be, you know.
1: Interesting stuff. Larry Vellaquet, automotive news reporter covering Toyota and Volkswagen and their many affiliated brands. Thanks again for joining me today.
0: Thanks a lot, Jamie.
1: That's Daily Drive for today.
2: I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Lindsey Van Hulley Hannah Lutz, Hans Grimmel and Carly Schaffner for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on electric vehicles, retail trends, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review,
1: and subscribe so you never miss an episode.